Welcome to Here Comes the Dreamer podcast. We are so glad that you could join us today. Here's a question for you. Do you believe that God has a dream for you? Whether we know it or not, our hearts long to be aligned with the dreams that God has for us. At Here Comes the Dreamer podcast, we hope that we can inspire you to grow in God's perfect dream for your life. We believe this podcast will be a place where you can dream along with us as we share our stories and the stories of others who are on the same journey. So, from one dreamer to another, let the dreaming begin. Welcome to episode 4 of Here Comes the Dreamer podcast. On today's episode, we have one of our really good friends joining us. Her name is Tejas. Tejas is uh, somebody who has such a beautiful understanding of the word. The things she shares, it's always so different. So we just thought it would be fun to have Tejas on today's conversation. So thank you for joining us, Tejas. Um, welcome to our podcast. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. I'm a little nervous, but I'm excited. Okay, so you should say a fun fact about yourself, Tejas. Fun fact that you will not agree with me, neighbor, is that I'm very, very funny. Very true. I actually agree. I agree. This is funnier than Hannah. <laughs> One second. <laughs> complete that. I'll tell you, neighbor, Hannah is the funniest person among the two of you. <laughs> no, that's not true. I think it's funnier of, than Hannah. As but... one of the listeners of Here Comes the Dreamer podcast, oh, I, I can so. I, I speak. I speak for everyone when I say Hannah is the funniest among the two of you. I really appreciate the words that you've just spoken. Did Hannah pay you, Tejas? How much money did she give you? Aniba, I think think we know now. Everyone knows the truth. (laughs) Anyways, let's move on. Every podcast, every episode, every episode we have the same conversation. (laughs) You know, right? (laughs) Okay. So for today's episode, we actually thought... um, Recently, I was having a conversation with a friend and uh, one of the things that she was, we was, we were actually speaking about God's dreams for our life. And one of the things she said was the dreams God has for you will be beyond you. And that sentence actually, it stuck with me from the time she told that to me. It's not something new, really. I think I've heard this before and I think we discussed this also once, I think, Noniba. I can't yeah. remember particularly, but... This time when she said it to me, I just kept thinking about it. And um, yeah, it's just stuck with me this entire week for some reason. So um, yeah, we just thought maybe we'd have a conversation on that. And I thought it'd be fun to have Tejas on as well. So that's why we invited Tejas for this conversation, because I do feel like, you know, she'll have some fun things to add. Um, So yeah, I thought we'd just talk about that today. Yeah, it's interesting, Hannah, because I was, uh, you said the dreams God has for you would be beyond you. Um, I feel like all of us have our weaknesses and our strengths. And I feel like most times the dreams God has for us will be based off of where we are weak so that mm-hmm. we will never get right. the glory and we will never be, you know, so confident enough to say that I did this, but we will have to say it was God who did this for us. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. What I feel is I feel like over the last year, especially that sometimes God gives us certain promptings and we are not sure of what, sometimes if you're not sure of what God wants us to do, he gives us certain promptings. I remember over the past year, one thing that God has been prompting me to do is speak. 
And even before that, even before that, God would give me certain opportunities where he would give me uh, an opportunity to give my testimony either to a bunch of people or to a certain person. And I would, I like Jonah would run away from it. And I knew it was the Holy Spirit prompting me to do it. And yet I would, I would run away. If there was a prayer meeting where I would, I had to give a testimony, I would not do my testimony. I would run. <laughs> and if there was, if there was, if there was somebody who was talking about the brokenness, but I could just share something that God would tell me to encourage them, I would not speak. And I know that the Holy Spirit is prompting me to speak, yet I would not do it. And I remember coming back home each time I would not listen to the Holy Spirit. Each time I wouldn't listen to God, I would come back home and feel um, utterly broken and guilty. And I would, I would feel like I would, I would feel this distance from God. And sometimes it's because the reason I wouldn't do it is because I'm very, very insecure about it. I, I will, I'm scared. I will stammer. I will stutter. Mm-hmm. I, will, I won't be able to, um, able to um, speak like what God would want me to speak. So I, I was very insecure about my speaking. And I feel like sometimes our greatest, uh, the place of our, the place of where God has called us to do things is, is where our greatest attack will be because the enemy would, put all these lies in my head about how bad I am at speaking I would not speak and then over the past year I decided to confront my dream I started I made the decision to go for for it anyway so even beyond even beyond the fear I would just step up and speak whatever God told me to speak I would speak up and I actually saw a big a big a shift in my life where yes I would stammer I would stutter I would say I would, I would, I wouldn't be able to express myself the way I would want to. I would do all kinds of things. But what I saw is how God, how the the impact of me following what God called me to do. And let me tell you, the joy I had when mm-hmm. I would, I would listen to God. I, I, I cannot put it into words. It's, I, it's like it's joy unimaginable. Like I would feel so much happiness because that's what God had called me to do specifically to speak in that season in that season and that's what I did and um yeah I just want to say that sometimes we're very insecure but that would be the greatest place of our attack but when we actually step out and do it anyway we will see the impact like like nothing else yeah um yeah teacher sometimes I feel the fear of failing is so strong in our lives and I feel it's not just um, it's not just youth age it's like all of us have our own fears of when God asks us to do something the first question that comes to all of our minds is are we capable enough to do it and I think something you mentioned Tejas, um was about insecurity and being inse- like most most of us are sometimes insecure when God calls us and if you look at the Bible we'll see so many insecure people like Moses Moses I really relate to because he's when I th- I think the only book in the Bible only the the only portion of the Bible that I always look at and I feel is funny is the chapter where Moses and God have a conversation where Moses they cannot speak and God is like you can I'll help you and he's like no 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 and God is like you know who did this who did that like I created you to speak and stuff and Moses is like no 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 please send Aaron like he's always like saying I am not good enough and then God was angry with him because God was like I'm gonna help you speak and then recently I was thinking how Moses was actually taught in the palace like he was brought up in the palace he knew how to speak like a mm-hmm. prince he was good in speech so where did he get to a point uh, there was 40 years in the palace and there's 40 years in the wilderness what i mean is 
Moses when he was uh, being a shepherd in the wilderness and not when he was leading the Israelites out of the wilderness. So where did he get to a place where he decided that he's not good at speaking? So that 40 years in the wilderness, he must have lost touch with who God created him to be and all the things that he learned. So I don't know where he got into that place. But when you even look at Jeremiah, he said, I'm only a young boy. But God said that, you know, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before that, I even chose you. God had a plan for Jeremiah. And he said he touched his tongue and enabled him to speak. So when you look at all these characters in the Bible, I really relate to their insecurity especially when it comes to speaking pages, like you said, I feel like almost so many of us have the fear of speaking because that's one thing, you have one shot at it in, in front of people and you could mess it up in front of the entire world. Like, you know, people are watching and you could mess it up. But, you know, when it's, when it's maybe uh, like, if it's a drawing or something, you can erase that and do something else. But when you're like speaking, it's that one shot that you get to make an impact. But then it's also how God can work through you and take away that fear of failure. I heard this um, quote recently that said, the graveyard is the most richest place um, it's basically, um, they say, let me just look up the quote. It says, the graveyard is the richest place on earth because it is here that you will find all the hopes and dreams that were never fulfilled, the books that were never written, the songs that were never sung, the inventions that were never shared, the cures that were never discovered, all because someone was too afraid to take that first step, keep with the problem or determined to carry out their dream. And I just find that so amazing how many people have passed on without doing the things that was in their heart because they were so scared of even trying because of the fear of failure. So, yeah. Yeah, I love that quote, Nipa. I mean, that's such a beautiful quote. I mean, as you were speaking, I was just sort of taking it in because, like I said, this friend of mine, she shared this. And this whole week, I've just been thinking, God, what is the dream that you have for me that is beyond me? And it would be so sad if I never discover what that dream is for me. And it's funny because just last week we did this episode of discovering God's dream. And I don't know fully what is God's dream for my life. But I just was thinking over it and just praying about it and asking God, like, what is it, God, that you have for me? And it would be so sad if, you know, I don't do those things before I leave. You know, it actually be a very sad place. Like, yeah. What, yeah. What, what meaning would my life have really right. if I look at it? Yeah, even yeah. if you look at all the things that we have, we take for granted, like electricity, light, you know, like what if Thomas Edison was the one who invented the bulb, right? What if he never did that? What if he never went on that crazy uh, scientific research that he did? Or like, I don't know, Isaac Newton didn't like know about gravity. Like think about all the things that we take for granted every day, tables, chairs, a fridge, you know, like a stove. They were all inventions that were, that came from heaven. Like, I don't think, I feel creativity flows from heaven. So anything mm -hmm. that was invented or we take for granted was someone had the idea or a dream you know what, maybe I should do this. But what if they never carried it out? We would never have the things that we take for granted every day, like even glasses or like any small thing that we use every day, safety pin, you know, so there was some, there was an inventor behind all of these things. But yeah. yeah, it's just taking that step. And even if people criticize you, because you will expect people to criticize you and people to make fun of you. But, and sometimes, you know what, if you fail, I was recently reading John Vivere's book, um, and he was saying, it's so interesting to read how John Bivere, the first book that he wrote, he it was a complete 
disaster in the sense no one wanted to publish his book so many people criticized it and he couldn't even get a publisher to get it you know published and then he had to self-publish it second book he wrote the same thing happened and everybody criticized the book and he was like i wasted two and a half year, two and a half years like trying to write these books but nobody even wanted to buy it what if john Vivere just stopped with that and he's like and he kept having this thought i'm a failure I don't think I should do anything beyond this. But what if he just stopped and never wrote the books after that? Because, you know, two years you try to do the things God is calling you to do. God did call him to write those books. It wasn't the third book that everything took off and things changed. Mm -hmm. But he had to wait it out because sometimes you will fail. Sometimes things may not work. But it's that it's getting up again and trying again and not quitting. Because if you don't quit, you don't lose. Oh, that's very interesting, Neva. I, I never knew about um, John Bevere, actually. Another person in the Bible that actually I relate to the most is uh, Gideon. Um, Gideon, uh, if you notice how God, or uh, the angel of God had called Gideon, it's very interesting. Uh, he was hiding in a wine press, um, just very shattered. He was the weakest in his clan. And the way God addressed him was, uh, Lord be with you, you mighty warrior. Now, there's nothing brave about him in that. Nothing. There's nothing brave in hiding. There's nothing warriorish about him doing that. Yet, how God saw him was, was a mighty warrior. And sometimes I feel like we ourselves do not recognize the potential that we have. Yeah. And mm-hmm. God sees the potential yeah. because when he created us, he had birthed that in us. When he crafted us, he had put that in us. And that's right. why he addressed Gideon as a mighty warrior. Mm-hmm. And I, I really loved, I loved the way the angel of God saw him. And yet Gideon, uh, the way he responded was out of fear. And then and then the angel of God again encouraged him. He gave him confirmation after, and after, after confirmation. Um, every time Gideon was not sure about it, I think it, he was given four confirmations. He kept on asking God for a confirmation and God kept on giving him confirmation after confirmation. And I feel like even in a place of insecurity, we can always come back to God and be like, God, I need you to confirm this for me. I, I'm really incapable. I cannot do this on my own. Mm-hmm. You are the one who did, created me. You are the one who had planned this for me. And this is your dream for me. Gideon never knew that there was a warrior inside of him. Yeah. How did he know that? Because the angel of God told him that, mm-hmm. and we can all, and every time there's a prompting in our heart uh, of for us to do something, we can go back to God and be like, God, please confirm this for me because I am weak. I am the weakest of the weakest. That's what I tell God all the time. God, I'm the weakest of the weakest. I need you to confirm it to me that you are speaking for you are speaking to me, and um, and this is what you have called me to do. And every time Gideon asked for a confirmation, God was there. God was there in each of the process. In everything that he did, God was there with Gideon. And uh, all those insecurities that he had, I think eventually vanished because he saw God working for him. Yeah, that's what I just wanted to add. Yeah, I think what what you feel about yourself and think about yourself or see, when you look in the mirror, you see someone and you see, like sometimes when I look in the mirror, I know God I know nothing. I am nothing. Like I am absolutely nothing. But then with God, like, but God, and then it's like a whole different Mm -hmm. story. Maybe people see me as something I am not. Like when people say anything to me, I'm like, that is not true, you know, because we know that, like Gideon said, Mm -hmm. we are the weakest. But then it's going back to saying, I feel like um, sometimes if God tells me something, I feel like I 
I'm, I feel like I laugh at him because I'm like, is that a joke? Because I don't feel like a mighty warrior. Like, are you sure you got the right person? Because if I even go back to John Duvier, just because I was reading this book, like I remember him saying um, the first time when God asked him to write a book. So John Duvier has, if you go, go to read his story, he is he's horrible at writing all his life he's suffered from writing he's got the lowest score in his SATs for writing and he's never met anyone in the world in all his travels who has got the same score as him that low his score was and so when God asked him to write a book John Bevere was like um God have you you know you've got so many sons and daughters now are you like mixing up your children like you know are you getting mixed up sometimes I feel like that's like God you know are you sure you want me to do this so it's interesting you know just to see how we see ourselves it's not the way God sees us God has put so much in us and sometimes yeah. maybe God doesn't, God chooses us because of that, because, you know, if we, you know, he gives grace to the humble. And so I feel like when we know who we are not, like we are not we, who we are without Jesus, I feel that's the best place to be sometimes because then God can give us something. And we know that without him, we cannot do anything. Yeah, just to sort of add on to what you guys have been saying, like, I feel like with insecurity, the thing is, you know, sometimes... Uh, we have a perception of ourselves and this is not the same perception that God has of us. Like the way we see ourselves must be with our, with the circumstances around us or what people have said, you know, mm-hmm. things like that a lot of times. But then to sort of tap into the perception that God sees in us, like, you know, how does God see us? And I feel like for us to, to sort of realize that would be to sit down in God's presence, right. to just yeah. feed off his word mm-hmm. rather than think, you know, the things that people tell over us. Right. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's good to have people encouraging us and all right. of that. Yeah. But I think beyond that, to actually know what God mm-hmm. has created for us, like to know what, what is God's perception over our lives yeah yeah hannah just what god's word is over our lives just like how um tejas was talking about gideon was called a mighty warrior and he didn't believe it but sometimes to believe it we need to preach that to ourselves like i think in moments where i feel like i feel like a few days ago i was i was just walking around like i have no hope it's funny when i think about it i am walking around like i have no hope as if god does not exist as if his promises are not true as if he is a liar as if what he said he is not able as if god cannot do the impossible and i'm like why am I walking around like that? Because I serve a God who is good, who is faithful, who is whose promises are yes and amen. And so I shouldn't be walking like that. I should be walking with confidence and with faith. But the reason I was walking that way was because I have been slacking in my quiet time with God. I haven't had the opportunity to sit down and just listen to what he wants to speak to me and say those words to me that maybe it was for uh, Gideon, you are a mighty warrior, but just to declare that over myself and to hear that from God, to remind yourself who, what God, what God's dream is for me. You know, sometimes you have, you know what, when, when friends tell me, Neba, you know, you've done this, you've done that, it means nothing because my confidence is not built up. But when they give me a verse or when they say, I feel God's telling you this, or like when I go back to the word, there's a different fire in my heart. There's a different, um, there's a different perseverance. I, I feel like I can persevere more. I can, I can be, I can endure more because I get this courage. And I feel like most times when we feel down, it's because we are slacking in our quiet time with God. We're not listening to what he says, 
or maybe it's unbelief you know we're not believing the words that he says because it's we can choose not to believe like i feel like with moses he could like moses did not need aaron he did not need and he could have done the job by himself but yeah. you know he brought aaron along with him because he was not confident that he and god could achieve it he thought he needed aaron as well and sometimes we bring people along in our journey because we think we are not adequate enough to do something god has called us to do but our adequacy comes from jesus and with jesus we can do all things right with christ um i can do all things to christ mm-hmm. who strengthens us the hard things and the um whatever we're going through god can help us and also that um that verse from corinthians right uh i'll just read that verse uh it's from first corinthians chapter 1 but god chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise god chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong god chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him um yeah i feel like that's such a beautiful verse in the sense of you know just a confirmation again and you know we may be weak but it is god who chooses that weakness in us to sort of glorify himself through that weakness i feel like that verse is also humbling because when he says he you know i say i'm chosen but then god has said i chose the foolish things so that means it humbles me in a place where i'm like you know what i am not too wise i'm one of the foolish things of the world i'm one of the lowly things of the world i'm the despised i'm the weak and that's why i feel like there's a humbling that comes with god's calling yeah, because god does true. not choose the wise he does not choose the strong he chooses people like gideon and jonah and moses and all of us you know with our insecurities and like no one i feel like god will not put us in a pedestal without the growing up and the maturing and the mm. you know the places in the valley yeah i really liked uh, that verse hannah's one of my favorite verses uh, i just want to conclude by saying that sometimes we feel like we have nothing to offer or we do have a little to offer but we feel like it's nothing and i've definitely been in that place where i feel like i have nothing to offer um but sometimes the little that we give to god like the little thing that we have when we place it at god's hand he is the one who uses it mightily i love that story about elisha and the widow how the widow says that she has nothing and the her creditors are coming to take away her sons and elisha asks her like what do you have with you and she says i have nothing except a little oil but she did have that little oil and that was all she needed um there's another story about naomi and ruth naomi keeps on crying that she has nobody or she had nobody with her, with her. but through ruth god had used her to become like grandmother to obed like there are different stories where we feel like we have nothing to offer but what we have in our hand currently is what god is going to use mightily so if you, even if um anyone who's listening who think if you think that you have nothing to offer or you have very little to offer if you place it at God's feet he's going to use it mightily because at the end of the day it's God who eclipses God is God is the one who's going to use it for his glory it's all about God it's not about us at the end of the day so yeah. good pages so good um we're so glad you came today pages uh, we're so happy to have you and uh, yes. <laughs> we hope you'll join us again on another episode um 
Yeah, and I think that's it for episode four. I hope you guys are encouraged um, because we just want you to know sometimes uh, insecurity comes to all of us and not all of us have everything together, but God is the one who calls us out. God is the one who chooses us and he does not make a mistake. And uh, with God, all things are possible and we can do all things through Christ. So yeah, I hope you're encouraged and we'll see you again for the next episode. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please do rate and review our podcast. This helps us reach more people and we would love to hear from you as well. You can follow us on Instagram. Here comes the Dreamer podcast. Make sure you go to iTunes, Spotify and Google Podcasts and hit the subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. We will see you next time with another great episode.